Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. One of our Michigan insiders, he's standing by on the Meyer guest line with big news. Great news. When was the last time outside of their run in February that Juwan Howard in Michigan had any good news, Clayton? It's been a couple of months. Yeah, it feels like every time I come on, there's like about an hour earlier, there's some bad news that happens. But uh, so a couple of good positive pieces of news, I think, for Michigan today. All right, uh, go through exactly what uh, happened connected to Juwan Howard in Michigan hoops, and then we'll get to the Wolverine hockey squad getting bounced from the Frozen Four last night. Yeah, this morning they got kind of a, a surprise commitment from uh, Seton Hall forward Trey Jackson, who was in the transfer portal. Um, you know, six foot ten, a guy who kind of a more of a role player at Seton Hall over the last couple seasons is going to be a, uh, was a senior this past year, using his extra year of eligibility. He'll use it at Michigan, and I think it's kind of an underrated pickup. He only averaged about six points a game, but was playing a little bit out of position at the five at times this past season at Seton Hall more of a four, which is the spot, as Michigan fans know, that the Wolverines really needed to solidify this offseason. You had Terrence Williams in there, Will Cheddar throughout the season. You just didn't get much production at all last year out of that spot. So now you have a veteran guy there. He's athletic. He has a really good-looking jump shot, shot about 37% from three this past year. So that's, that's going to be big for them to be able to stretch the floor from that position. Um, so that's nice. You know, kind of a, a role player at the very least, and we'll see how prominent of a role he can play. He only averaged about 17, 18 minutes a game at Seton Hall here this last year. And then Caleb Love is kind of the big story. Uh, out of North Carolina, the guard who was the darling of the 2022 NCAA tournament, leading uh, the Tar Heels, Tar Heels all the way to the final game, 27 points and one half uh, in the Sweet 16 against UCLA, hits the dagger three against Duke. Uh, to, to advance to the national championship game. Had a bit of a down year this past season, efficiency-wise. He takes a lot of shots, uh, so this is kind of a risk for Jawan Howard in Michigan. Uh, but at the same time, they need scoring. They lost their top three scorers. They lost Kobe Bufkin at the two-guard spot, and now you have a guy that can come in, and he can shoot you uh, you know, to some wins. I think he could probably shoot you out of some games as well. High risk, high reward, but um, you know, I think it was kind of worth the take for Michigan, and and now the backcourt looks pretty uh, pretty solid uh, heading into next season with Doug McDaniel at the point, Caleb Love there, and a few other guys that are able to, to be in the mix. Oh, and you can build it. You know, I mentioned LSU winning on the women's side, nine transfer portal players. It's a different animal now. And Juwan Howard can tell these guys, hey, you want to get together? You want to be a, the next Fab Five? So the question is, with those two big gets by Juwan Howard today, could that – could that turn Hunter Dickinson back around towards staying at Michigan? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as our Chris Ballas has, has reported, um, you know, that there's still an open line of com- uh, communication there between Hunter Dickinson and the Mich- Michigan coaching staff. At the same time, he's got a ton of suitors right now in the transfer portal, um, you know, and I think his value is going to be pretty high there. But you never know. I mean, I think Hunter Dickinson could, could see that, okay, one of my concerns was the roster coming back. Well, Jawan Howard and his staff have, have done a decent job here piecing things together in the transfer portal. Uh, not only the guys today, but they brought in Namari Burnett from Alabama a week ago, um, You know who's going to be a good piece. I would project him right now to start at the three position for Michigan. So if Hunter sees that um, you know, and, and likes it, then potentially. But I would still say it's a long shot at this point, but maybe not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I, I, for him to turn around and come back, I, I just believe it's going to be 
Maryland, Georgetown, you play in front of family, friends, and I, I lean towards Maryland with his high school coach signing on there with the Under Armour money there. They could take care of him for life, seriously. And Maryland has a pretty good squad coming back. It will be weird to watch Hunter Dickinson play for another Big Ten team if he has to come back to Chrysler. It'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. And this is a Big Ten team, mind you. The Hunter Dickinson has, has taken shots at throughout the years as well. I know it was more about Mark Turgeon in their last staff. I think he was actually a little disrespected that Maryland wasn't recruiting his high school to Massa, which is right there in the D.C. area, all that much, uh, including with Hunter. Um, could they have gotten him? I don't know. But I think maybe looking out for some of his teammates there. Uh, Turgeon's gone. It's Kevin Willard, uh, who's off to a really good start there. Did some good things in the Big Ten this past season. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it. His former point guard in high school, Jameer Young, is also there, uh, who he played with. So that's a factor as well. And you add in the assistant coach, I think it could be possible. But uh, so there, you know, in in Kentucky met with him yesterday. Uh, I believe Kansas in the mix. Um, you know, so there's a, there's a lot of teams right now that I think want Hunter Dickinson. Michigan is just one of them at this point, which is crazy to say. But obviously, I mean, he's got the deepest ties at Michigan, so uh, that could win out, but I, I wouldn't expect it. Clayton Savey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders, talking about two huge additions to the roster for Juwan Howard and the Wolverines today. Uh, also, Michigan hockey. Never, it never looked right. I know when they tied it up to two, you thought they might be able to grind it out like they did against Penn State, but the uh, goaltending was suspect. Uh, you get teams that stress defense gave Michigan trouble, and they survived uh, Penn State, but they got bounced by Quinnipiac last night, and their season's over. Great year, but they won't get a shot to beat Minnesota again and win the national championship. Yeah, it's amazing. Michigan's one and seven now in its last uh, eight Frozen Four appearances, mm. going back since they won the national title in 1998. So they get there a lot, uh, but they haven't been able to finish it. One of the reasons why is, you know this is the youngest team in the country, according to one metric, uh, going up against a veteran team in Quinnipiac, and we kind of saw the same thing against Denver last year when they lost in the Frozen Four as well. A little bit more of a veteran team. They may not have as many first round picks, and they don't. But, you know, they're scrappy. Uh, they, they know what to do. Uh, so we kind of saw that. You mentioned the sequence there when they tied up 2-2. Uh, and then Michigan had all the momentum coming out of that. They got a, a few good opportunities, but they didn't capitalize. And I thought that was the, the moment that kind of turned the game. And then Quinnipiac, I mean, yeah, they got a couple soft goals. And, you know, credit them for, for doing that. I mean, they saw on film clearly that Eric Portillo, Michigan's goaltender, doesn't really hug the post there when the ball goes – or, <laughs> excuse me, when the puck – goes behind the net and they had two bank shots on him. I've never seen anything like it. So uh, that was crazy. Um, credit Quinnipiac for, for just getting the puck on net and kind of, you know, playing scrappy hockey. And then on the Michigan side of things, they made some spectacular plays. They hit the post a few times, but uh, they didn't make those simple plays maybe that Quinnipiac did. So they're going home. Uh, but, you know, still a really good first year for Brandon Naredo, who is now the full-time Head coach got the interim tag taken off last week, as you know. So, I mean, that's, you know, they, they can build from here. But when you have this type of talent, it's always disappointing, I think, for Michigan fans when they see another missed opportunity. Yeah, Michigan, Minnesota's going to win right. on Saturday night. They look like the best team. Right, yeah, obviously. Uh, what they did to Boston U. And think about this, you know, from Final Fours, the last two in football. Uh, Michigan won in seven in Final Fours in hockey. Hey, you know what, though? You can't just look at that last game. you got to look at the seasons, which have been about you know, Big Ten championships with the Michigan fan wants more national championships. One highlight 
uh, that I saw on the NCAA Frozen Four notes at Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. Michigan's going home, but Chris has got a free weekend in Tampa on the <laughs> on3.com dime. That's right. He's going to have a killer tan coming back here. I mean, oh, I could see him right now. I, he's got his he got his man hammock on the beach and just walking around pina kicking colada. sand. Yeah, he's got a yeah. pina colada with uh, maize and blue umbrellas. <laughs> that's right. He doesn't have to cover a game tomorrow night. No, either. yeah. Good luck. Uh, let's just hope he's on that plane Sunday, coming back home. Uh, his name Clayton Safey. You can follow everything. University of Michigan hoops, football, hockey, and more 24-7 at thewolverine.com. Clayton, appreciate the update and also adjusted on the fly as we have legendary Hall of Famer Mark Wilson, PGA Rules official in studio on day two at Augusta. No worries at all. Have a great Easter.